Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Welcome back to Grey Wolf Footy, episode 10, uh, round 10 of the AFL. As things get a little bit interesting with COVID restrictions, I'm joined by madman Matt Grace. How are you, sir? Yeah, good man. Yourself? Good. Not too bad. We're fresh off a round nine game. Uh, the GWS have uh, taken care of the Gold Coast Sun, so we're recording this on Sunday night to try and fit it in before round 10 starts, of course, tomorrow. Today it'll be Monday, August the 3rd. It's a very strange times in the AFL, but at least we're getting some football, but it's interesting times in Victoria more importantly. Oh, very much so. We've got uh, some heavier restrictions coming into Melbourne, obviously, uh, as of 8 o'clock tonight, I think it was, the uh, Premier said. And then, obviously, yeah, for us out here in regional Victoria, Fitz, it'll be Wednesday, and we'll be back to the old uh, restrictions we had a little while ago. So Yeah, so it keeps things very interesting for the podcast, but some way or another, we'll keep the footy news coming your way. So keep the questions coming in, keep the queries coming to the to the experts. We'll hopefully have Ned back for the next episode. He's taken the wife out for a, d- a date while they still can, which is pretty <laughs> cute. But uh, anyway, it was an interesting round of footy in round nine from what we've seen anyway, and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how the next few rounds pan out as teams start to maybe start to rest some players and, and try and bring some rookies in. So that could be good for Supercoach news. Of course, in round 10, we've got Carl. Carlton, Hawthorne, uh, Frio, and West Coast with the bye. How does this affect your Supercoach trade plans, Grace? Has it changed uh, much? Not too much because I'm probably looking at bringing in uh, Tommy Stewart if I can. He had a big game last night against West Coast, so his break even will probably drop quite a bit, and he's probably going to be at his lowest um, to get him. So him and um, so obviously he, he'll be playing next week, and then the only ones really like you know, I've got uh, Fife will obviously have a week off and. Crips, um, but other than that, there's not too many. Yeah, yeah, and uh, no, I um, there. I'm about probably yourself? about the same. I think I've got a few midfielders out: Mitchell, uh, Crips, and Fife, um, and, and a couple of guys in the forward and back line. But you know what I was thinking to myself the other day: like a lot of people are keeping guys like Devin Smith because he doesn't have a buy. But with everything going on, who's to say that there will even be more buys? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I just yeah. even this week, uh, sorry, not this week, next week. There's only two teams with a buy. Who's to mm. say that doesn't happen again? We get best yeah. 18 players. Like, why would you hang on to? guys like Smith is sort of my thoughts around this. So as long as you can get 18 players on the field, which honestly I don't think is going to be a problem because after, you know, within two weeks time, we're going to have eight teams that have already had a buy. There's only yep. 10 more to go. If they spread yep. those over three or four weeks, it's really not going to matter. So yep. I'd keep that in your trade plans, but I would expect players to get rested during this time. But uh, at least we've yep. got a few good options. Tommy Stewart's going to be a very popular trading. Mitch Duncan's another one. And yep. even Zach Williams, he's a bit of a forgotten guy uh, in defense. Yes. So I'd be looking to trade yep. him in as well. Uh, I think he had a pretty solid game today, but yep. let's get through these games kicking off tonight, which will be Monday night. This is going to be very bizarre having footy every day, but Port Adelaide taking on the Bulldogs. A couple of the form teams of the comp. How are you looking at this one? Yeah, well, Bulldogs disappointing a bit last week. I think Fitz here for mine. I tipped them and um, Richmond just got back to the Richmond of old, but um, and then Port uh, just kept on rolling on, so um, I think Port will probably win, but um, we all know once after a bad loss, the Bulldogs usually come good, so... Um, it's a tough one to tip, but um, I'll still go Port, I think. Yeah, I think the home ground advantage might uh, help that one out with a few Port Adelaide fans getting in the gates. I think I'll stick with them as well. And uh, we'll go to a Tuesday night game. It's, again, this is some strange nights for games and a doubleheader on Wednesday we'll talk about in a minute. Richmond taking on Brisbane. Obviously, Richmond finding a little bit of form last round. The Lions are on top of the ladder, or they're equal top of the ladder. Yep. Looking like premiership favourites. Do you reckon the uh, Tigers could cause an upset? Um, they could, yeah, because they'll, they'll probably get a couple more uh, players back, I think, um, as well, Fitzy. So um, the big ones still for me is Brisbane without a Ruckman is tough for them to probably yeah. go far, like, you know, to win it all. Um, so, but uh, I'm going to stick with Brisbane on this one, I think. 
Yeah, I think I might as well. And uh, Ned sent me an angry message after I tipped Essendon to have an upset against Brisbane, and that was (laughs) not even close to the truth. So I think they're managing without a ruck. I mean, they've got a couple of big boys floating around that team. Obviously, McStay will miss another week, but uh, Skinner was good in his debut. Well, not debut, second game. I traded him in just for uh, a little bit of of money in the bank there for him. But I reckon if he plays another game, I'll be jumping on him. And Lockie Neal's just – he's probably got the brown low in his pocket already, I think, about he's playing. Yeah, I I remember – He's probably the sole reason that they're – Still being able to win games without having Steph Barton. There. Very true. And, and Jared Lyons is having a very underrated yeah. year. If I was doing an All-Australian team, I'd have him on the bench just about. Yeah. He's been unreal. You could pick any one of him, Barry or McCluggage, to have in amongst there because mm. they've all had you know, quite a few, fair amount of good yeah. games. So. Oh, they've had they've had a great year. And that's what's saving them, like you said, from the Ruckham of it. I remember I, it might have been you I messaged when Lockie Neal was about 10 bucks for the Brandlow, and I regret not putting some money on it <laughs> at that point because it's just about his now uh, to lose. But we'll go on to the Wednesday games. And this is going to be a bit of fun, a doubleheader on Wednesday. Wednesday, kicking off with the big uh, match we've been waiting for all season, Geelong <laughs> taking on the inform, the form team of the competition, yeah. North Melbourne, after scoring the highest score in a game this year. Yep. I hope this is a good game. This is uh, a couple of teams that you know, maybe don't need the win, but definitely for the Roos need yep. the win, but this could be a good match. Yeah, and Geelong always seem to, um, or I think North sort of our bogey side, we we seem to always struggle for some reason. So, um, obviously, you know, the North kicked a quite a very competitive score without mm. Ben Brown. So, questions there if Brownie comes back in or they give him another week off. or um, And then, like, July, I think they said last night, Selwood could have played last night, but they gave him the extra week just with the schedule. So, mm. Selwood will probably come straight back in for, for Geelong, which yeah. is massive uh, for us. But um, it's going to come down for me for Goldstein, if he can outdo Blissars and Radigalia, because we've still got Stanley mm. out. So... Um, and Darcy Ford's probably done for the year. So yep. that's that's where Nick Nat beat us last night. He single-handedly got, got West Coast the game. So Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good point, actually. That's probably where it starts. And, and, and Goldstein traditionally has had those good games against yep. Geelong who haven't had a, a ruck, as you've said. But it should be a good match, and I'm hoping we can get some form in. But I'll tell you what, the Ben Brown uh, trade theorists shut up during the week once they found out what happened to the poor uh, twin yeah. of his. So yeah. honestly, I think that's probably more important than football at this stage. Yeah. We know there's a lot going on in the world, so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Brown for a while yep. actually just yep. let him have that time off we've already had Mad Jack Daw come back in a great story so I think there's there's more going on this year than football so um, sure. ho- hopefully North can get up for a win we, we look so much better on the weekend very interesting that Pollock was dropped after basically being best on the week before for North Melbourne but Davies Uniac had a great game Mad Jack had a great yeah. game as well I think they were just I think I'm sure just setting an example there that yeah. maybe his defensive work rate yeah, you know his attacking work rate's obviously fine, but just his defensive work mm. rate hasn't been good enough. And yeah, it's fair if point. you want, you know, you got they got plenty of kids down there. They want to set a good example. So. Yeah, that that's always been North Melbourne's problem. Other than probably Cunnington in the last maybe oh, six or eight years, we haven't really had too many defensive minded midfielders like Ben Jacobs has been the tagger yeah. all those years. But they always just run Ford Anderson and Simkin and all these guys. It's all about kicking those goals and running back on defense. Yep. But it should be a good game. And the second one on Wednesday night, and this should be an interesting game. We've got the lowly Adelaide Crows taking on the Demons at. Adelaide Oval. Is there any chance that Adelaide will win a game this season? Could it be this one? I don't know, man. Like, obviously, uh, I actually thought it would have been a bit more competitive against North Melbourne, but, um, I mean, Melbourne didn't really do much themselves either. Mm. They got absolutely walloped by Port, and I honestly thought Melbourne were a fair chance in that game, but um, I think you can't really go past Melbourne in that. It's Adelaide are just that bad at the moment. Yeah. That, you know, they they just got to start playing these kids, get those games into them, and they're going to have a rough couple of years, I think, the Crows. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, not to say Melbourne's made any big statements. They're, they're sort of looking a bit interesting. That game yeah. last week was bizarre. When Gorn doesn't get going, they really don't have much, do they? Yeah. He, yeah. he struggled last week. but they, um, um, well, I saw on Twitter, someone tweeted that 
Grundy and um, Goldstein will win, and Nick Nat will win your games. Mm. Will win your football club games. Gorn doesn't. He's not. He's yeah. not as effective. Like he can't change a game and win it for Melbourne. Whereas yeah. you saw Nick Nat last night did it. Grundy's done it before, and Goldstein does it for yeah. North. It's a very so, true point. Um, yeah. He's not like he's a he, excellent stats and everything, but he's just not that guy that can put his hand up and say, I'm going to get us over the yeah, line. Yeah, I actually 100% agree with that. And even against, against Port Adelaide, like, he only had, what, five or six hitouts to advantage. Like, that sums him up pretty well. I think teams have worked gone out a little bit, but in a super coach front, he gets a lot of, uh, you know, intercept possessions, a lot of easy kicks, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it might be a bit of having the blinders on, because you see him score 150 super coach, but what effect has yep. he had on the game? And yep. That's one thing that I sort of think about. It's interesting you see, like, Petraka's having his career best year. Oliver's been unreal. Gorn's doing his thing. Even Viney's come back. Yep. But the team's not even doing that well. Like, no. you know, it's a whole different ball game, really, isn't it? Yep. So, I mean, this could be a good chance for them to get some uh, get some confidence up. You know, I'm going to back the Crows in just for something a little bit different. Surely they're going to win a game at some point, statistically. Hopefully. But anyway, uh, so then following up the uh, the doubleheader Wednesday, we're going to have another one on Thursday. This is going to be cool. So we've got Collingwood taking on Sydney at the Gabba, 5.40 p.m. Oh, t- t- I, Tell you what, these 5.40 games are, are tough because like, yeah. I'm only getting home from work. I think the... Who played the double header the other night? Was it the yeah Carlton Hawthorne? I got home yeah, and the yeah. game had already started. Like yeah, it's two o'clock I mean, in Perth when um, it started. Yeah, but um, I mean it's good for footy. Obviously, they're trying to cram as much in as they can. But Collingwood Sydney fits. I think Sydney are just without Buddy. They just got like they they just look a bit lost. Um, you know, plenty of young kids there, and you know they're missing Kennedy and Heaney still. So yep, yep. Um, Rampy come back um, with that that broken hand. Um, so he's very courageous in doing that, but. Um, I think Collingwood should win that one quite comfortably. Yeah, even whatever the result is of tonight's game while we're recording this, Collingwood and Freo, I think Collingwood should be able to win this one quite easily. The Swans just sort of, I mean, they're playing the kids, but there's there's not a lot to like about the Swans, I don't reckon, nah. personally. Like, it's sort of, they bring in a lot of, like, I mean, you know, Ling's not too bad. I'm just trying to think. They've got, you know, O'Reardon and they've got Justin well, they, McInerney. They, Always. they dropped um, the top pick, Stevens. Yeah, they, they did. So. They've got a lot of, like, I just... They've got a lot of rookies I just don't think are very good. Well, I'm just, mm. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's only very early days, but you don't see a guy come in like Rankin or Rowell and just make an impact straight away. And we see that a lot nowadays, but um, yeah, I just don't know about the Swans rookies. And yep. I think that's years of all these recycled players they've kept bringing in might be catching up to them. Yep. But anyway, hopefully they can take some confidence out of this season. But the second game, and this could be a very interesting one, we've got the Suns taking on the Saints. Obviously, the Suns have really dropped off the uh, the ledger, as we sort of thought might happen. And the Saints are one of the form teams of the competition, but this is a game that they could easily lose and easily lose yeah, badly. I think I wrote the Saints off. Well, I said I don't really like much about the Saints, but they come out and I think they kick, what, six goals in about 10 minutes to end the game mm. yesterday. So, um, you know, nine goal win against the Swans, as we, we just spoke about, yep. struggling. But, yep. yeah, I think Saints, they're, um, they're, they're winning the games that they should. So, I mean, I think everyone expected them to beat Sydney, but I think yep. everyone will expect them to win this. Um, and these are the games that they've got to probably put away like they did yesterday with Sydney mm. is get those percentage yeah. ones because when they come up against a, a better side like a West Coast or you know any of those top Richmond, they're going to, even though they beat Richmond the other week, but um, they need to be Richmond, the Richmond are, it's similar to last year. Richmond are starting to get the cattle back yeah. towards the end yep. of the year and that's that's why they won the flag. Yeah, yeah, that's a very fair back, point. So. And I mean, like St Kilda snuck into the top four now, but I still I still think that they're just a purple patch team. Like they're in one right now, yeah. but they could easily lose this game really badly against yep the Suns and I mean they're, they're sort of been struggling the last few weeks since Real gone he's gone down they've sort of lost something uh, and you know Greenwood and Miller all having good seasons but they just haven't been quite been the same side I might back the Suns in again I'm going to pick a few smokies like <laughs> I did last week just for something different but I mean again if the Saints are going to be a top four and you know a finals threat 
They need to win this game by 10 yeah. goals plus. Oh, so yep. we'll see what happens with yep. that one. But the final game, this is going to be weird, ending around on a Friday night. It's the uh, the Essendon Bombers taking on GWS at Metricon as well. This is going to be a hard game to pick. It's, it's another one where the, the, I thought Essendon would be a lot better last week and they looked awful. And the Giants are just starting to find some form at the right time. Yeah, and a big out today, Toby Green's done the hammy. So he probably definitely won't play Friday night. And then they've got the bye the week after. Yeah. So they, they might as well not. Not risk it and, and just give him a couple of weeks off. So, yep. Um, I think this is one that if Giants are serious, Giants need to come out and win by 10 mm. goals. So, Essendon, I mean, I know they got Shield back, but, um, yep, yep. you know, they brought in Draper, obviously, yeah, last week. And he game. played quite well. So, he's obviously a, a super coach target. But I just think Essendon, are, as you said last week, I think you said they beat the teams below them, but they they struggle again. The only mm. good game they've had is against Collingwood, mm. and that was when Stringer played the game of his life. Yeah, so. that's very true. And it, it, they're a weird team. Like I said, I actually picked Essendon to beat Brisbane last week. I wouldn't have thought they'd lost lose as badly as they did. And, and again, like we were saying, like, like last week, they were only one game off top two. Yep. And that's because they had one game less that they've played because their record doesn't really match up to the way they play in the week. No. And they're absolute garbage. So I think the Giants will win this one. They'll start to make a statement, even without Green, and start moving up the ladder. Yep. And of course, we have uh, Carlton Hawthorne Dock and West Coast with the buy, as I mentioned earlier. So, Gracie, mm. it's a bit it's early at, at this stage to be sort of looking at captain options, but who are you thinking in Supercoach this week? Um, I think you're probably VC McCraig, and I think I did that last week and it paid off quite well. Um, Dusty, if you want to risk it, I mean, he had a good game, but he's had a fairly yeah. poor season. Yep. You've got Goldstein, I'd be looking at Goldie. Because then, you, if you've got if you've got Goldie and Max Gorn, then you probably back it up with Gorn if Goldie yep. doesn't have a good uh, good start. But then you got Grundy on on Thursday. Um, you know, you got Giants on Friday, so you could quite easily a go a, there. a Whitfield who did well tonight, yeah, or a, yep. or a Kelly or someone like that. So um, definitely McRae VC Friday, yeah. uh, Monday night, Monday night. I'm yeah, so that's used fair. to calling it Friday. Night yeah, week. it is a bit that way. And I've been sort of mixing up the vice captains. I went Sicily just last week, just for something a little bit that, different. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, I mean, when you've got Neil there, who's guaranteed basically one forty, like you can sort of roll the dice a little bit on who your captain is. So um, I might do maybe like Bontempelli or maybe go vice captain Neil into maybe. Goldstein captain or just someone a little bit different just to make it yep. interesting because it has been yep. a little bit boring actually just with the same guy scoring well which is great for super coach but uh, does get a bit tedious sometimes yep. but have you had a look at any trades for this week coming up obviously as we mentioned we've got yeah. a few good upgrade options coming yeah through. Tommy Stewart Mitchie Duncan uh, I'm gonna have to look at Draper I think um, if he if he keeps his spot so yep, yep. it's gonna be hard because they, they're the last game so you really got to make your decision yeah, early it's tough um, yeah and um, I see Rankin only scored thirty tonight, so his break even's up close to a hundred now. Mm. So uh, I know it's he's probably you probably keep him because he's got the ability to, yep. to Give score him a week that, or but, two. Um, yeah, it's probably Stewart's the definite one yeah. yep. um, at the moment, but because um, I only need one more midfielder to be fully complete there. Yep. yep. Um, I was going to look at trading Cripps out, but Cripps is, looks like he's back, yeah, so he should which be is okay. a bonus for us. And uh, me and you held on to Fife, so that's a, another. It felt like we did. I did two mm. upgrades this week with Fife coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Makes um, a big difference. But I really need to upgrade that defense because I've only like I've got Laird. All my guys except for Ridley are scoring, averaging under a hundred. Yeah, okay. or, and Docky. Yep. Sorry. Yep. So everyone else is under yeah. hundred. So. Probably. So would you say that it, it, you would prioritize Stewart first this week over Duncan and some others? Yeah, I, I think probably so. would too. Actually, yeah. just thinking yep. about. It. I mean, you're going to get a guy who probably have, well, easily average a hundred from now on to the end of the season for what five forty five thirty k thereabouts. And um, yep. Duncan, I'm, I'm okay with the thing that, and the only thing I'll say about the bias. 
sometimes you've got to keep in mind if you've got two players from the one team in one line. That's probably the only thing that I'd be concerned about because who knows yep. is what's going to happen next with this season, like I said earlier. So maybe trying to keep one player per team per line might be a good sort of uh, goal, I, I guess. But uh, there are a few good options coming through. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I think Greenwood did have a big game, so he'll drop a little bit. Petraka scored under 100, so he'll drop a bit. So there's going to yeah, be options Petraka's coming gonna through. Petraka's going to be one to watch for the yeah. next couple of weeks because he, he only scored in the A. He still beat his break even, but... His yep. next one's going to be massive. Yeah, so. exactly. So, like, I think I'd be keeping on. Obviously, Stewart's a, he's the number one target for me this week. And Zach Williams is the other one I'm looking at in the back line. Uh, even if he's only scoring 85, 90, you'd take that as your last defender, he depending on who the rest are. He did quite well tonight, didn't he? Yeah, I'm not sort of sure. You might have to quickly check what he actually scored. Uh, but um, 112. See, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm paying 440K and happy with that. So, mm. he's he's one. Obviously, he's had the injury troubles, but he's coming through nicely. But it should really start to take some shape this season over the next few weeks. And I think the, the message now has gone back to use those trades aggressively because we've got the four extra ones which should give you that extra little bit of leeway to complete a team so don't yep. be afraid to trade like say Butterick out for even for Skinner or someone like that he's still going to make money from it yeah. I think we need to be a bit more uh, you know we don't have to we've said in the past you know try yeah. and get those 300k guys but I think we need to be a bit more nimble this year and just you know mm. trading the guys that we can yeah. and trade them fast yeah. So I, I did that last week I traded uh, Tom Berry out for Georgie Artis yeah, yeah. I only made 20 5k but George Artis is going to be up well above Barry yeah, after I this week. That's so. right. I think I think that's what we need to do because we don't have as much time for them to mature. You just yep. need to get on the guys that have got the potential to punch out the big scores and, yep. and sort of rock it up a little bit. So I haven't yep. really had too much of a look for me this week, but yeah, Stuart's a massive one on the radar at this yep, stage. But definitely have to have a look at some break evens. What are you uh, What are you going to do with Harley Bennell if he doesn't come back next um, week? I'm not I'm not fast with him being on my bench. Yep. I'm, I'm happy with that. So with my team, I ended up putting Butterick on the midfield bench in the hope to get an extra midfielder in because I was going to trade Pickett out and feel like a Duncan or, or I, was, yep. I really wanted Oliver. But now that he's scored another 100, I don't think there's any point trading him. So He's going to get up to... Th- 380, Yeah, so I think he's worth hanging on to. So I'm okay with, you know, Benel, I think he's going to be a slow burn, but he's going to get enough games that he should be able to make some money. So I'm not too worried about him not playing at this stage. I don't think... To be honest, if he's your, you know, last bench player or something, or your last emergency towards the end of the year, it's probably not a bad option either. Not really. No, not really. He could easily hit his straps. And look, Mm. Melbourne looked very slow. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back in, get him back on the wing. And um, I think a few of those, and again, with some rookies, and even Trent Rivers, I reckon we'll see him again at some point. He's 20 years old. He's uh, He's got a body for football. They're going to have to keep rotating players around so guys yep. like him will come back. I was pretty annoyed that Mitch Hibbard got di- do- he got dropped after nine tackles last week and that's exactly what Essendon were missing. Like someone in and under. Like they've got Kale and Ham and all these guys that sit outside and get four touches a game. Yeah. So yep. like a guy like that I think will come back but uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting probably over the next couple of weeks as this sort of festival of football matures but uh, we'll be here to try and keep you up to date. You can check out the website greywolfentertainment.net for all of our previous podcasts. We've got plenty going on at the moment. Obviously, the restrictions in Victoria are going to be interesting, Gracie, but uh, we'll do we'll what make, we can. Uh, yeah, we might have to do the old the old three-way calls or something. And well, we might have to. We do have the equipment for that, so yeah. we'll see how we go, but uh, like I said, keep an eye on the Facebook and, and the website for the latest information, and uh, we'll try and keep you as informed as we can. Hopefully, we'll get Ned back for the next podcast if he's not well, I think wooing the his voice. wife. Yeah, yeah I think I am too. He's doing all the lovely... Uh, husband thing. <laughs> you have to do that, but uh, we'll leave it there for this week, guys. Take care, and we'll see you next week. See ya. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.